Yes, yes, yes. What's happening, y'all? Welcome to the Cajun Libertarian Lab. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian, fast-growing podcast in the Libertarian movement. We're going to be very short tonight as uh, I'll get into the reasons why everything fell apart on me at the last minute. So we're just going to go over a couple of things and uh, just have a good time together for a few minutes next on the Cajun Libertarian Lab. Welcome back. So let's have a little fun tonight. So real quick, uh, don't forget to please follow me everywhere else. Instagram, Twitter, please, please, please subscribe to the anchor.fm channel here. Let me pull that up for you because uh, a lot, a lot of people are listening to the podcast that way, which is audio only. It's, you know, Spotify, Google podcast, Apple podcast, that kind of stuff. But anchor is the way it launches out. And a lot of people are really grabbing a hold of this because it's much more like a, a live, you know, not live, it's a regular podcast where you don't have to be there live. You don't have to close, you know, keep your phone open or you can do all kinds of things, driving down the road, going to work, all that stuff. So please um, subscribe to that. Subscribe to my website, CajunLibertarian.com, where we are going to start shifting most of the content there. And again, don't forget about Twitter, Instagram. And the newer, newest page, I guess, Noella Lynn, which is actually my real name. We don't know how much time we have left here on Facebook with the Cajun Libertarian page. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later. First, I want to have a little fun real quick. <clears throat> Again, I didn't have time to, to really put anything together tonight because literally everything fell apart on me at the last minute. Uh, the Facebook banned me again. And then uh, I got unbanned, but they won't let me access any of the pages. They won't let me go live again. Don't ask me how I'm going live right now. And then the page or the profile was using to go live. Now it can't go live. It's just incredible. I cannot express to you how frustrating it is to have done nothing wrong, right? But still completely shut down. If you've noticed, if you're watching the page, the reach has just been absolutely destroyed and they told me about it like they did not mince words about it they told me straight up so we're going to ruin your reach it's in the notification we are going to throttle you and so um i don't know how long that's going to last i don't know how long facebook and the cajun libertarian page is going to last rest assured we will create a new page we'll keep maneuvering but we'll figure out figure out a way around all of it we'll get back to that in a second First, let's have a little fun. This story is hilarious to me. Uh, I, again, the reason I even brought all that up was because I just kind of accidentally stumbled across it, looking for something to talk about tonight. And wow, it is so funny. So uh, I don't, I can't understand the name of this band, but it looks like it's just brass against. Anyway, this band apparently does just brass um, recordings and, and live showings of like hard rock, but with all brass instruments. And a singer. So Brass Against, a band known for per, per, sorry, for performing brass versions of rock songs, has issued an apology after its lead singer peed on a fan's face at a festival in Daytona Beach last week. Yes, fam, you heard that right. The lead singer peed on somebody's face on stage. During a set at Welcome to Rockville on Thursday night, singer Sophia Eurista pulled down her pants on stage and peed on a surprisingly willing fan mid-song. During the performance, Eurista grabbed a bottle of water and noted that the show would be closed out with her relieving herself on someone in the audience once she drank it all. My God. Hey, those are grown adults that can do what they want, but we're going to have fun and make fun of them while they do it, right? <laughs> this is hilarious. So this is a quote from the lead singer. Get my man with the can on his head ready because we're going to bring him on stage and I'm a piss in this mother effer's mouth, she said. Of course, mother effer was not censored. I am doing that family program, trying to um, 
Eliminate all cussing. It's something I got to get better at. And I'm going to get to that here in a second, too. I, I need to kind of issue an apology. Um, a few minutes later, the man indeed climbed onto the stage with an apparently empty can attached to his forehead. He laid down flat on his back on stage, prompting Eurista to straddle his head, slide her pants down, and pee into the can. Or at least aim for it, right? <laughs> I don't know that she did a very good job. Uh, when she finished, the man scooped some of the liquid on stage into his hands and threw it out over the audience. As if it wasn't weird enough, dude decides he was going to toss the extra urine out at the fans. So that's awesome. If you're reading it and not a part of the audience getting peed on, I'll take the reading it part. Just saying. I'm not that weird. All right. So he scoops up a little bit off the stage and throws it out of the, out of the crowd. After getting her pants pulled back up, Eurista walked back over to him, telling him to get off of the stage and calling for security to help her out. Security, get him the F out of here, she said. Get the F out of here. You're done. So that's just very weird all the way around. She literally wanted this to happen, and then she calls security to get the dude off the stage after she pees all over him. <laughs> anyway, uh, obviously the band issued a tweet apologizing, saying that that was uncalled for and unbecoming of their behavior, and it shan't happen again on stage, and uh, one can only hope that it does so that we can laugh at it some more. So please make that mistake again and pee on somebody else on stage because that is pretty hilarious. Joe, Vas Joe Vasquez says, good evening. What's up, my man? South Jersey Libertarian. Yo, yo, yo. Alan Garman. Wow. Pee. Now that is a show. Yes. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Kenny Johnson. I'm just glad she didn't take a Joe Biden on the dude. That is going to be what we say from now on. Don't, don't take a Joe on him. That's for sure. South Libertarian. Two consenting adults can do what they want, but doesn't make it any less weird. LOL. <laughs> exactly. And we are still going to laugh and make fun of it. So I'm going to kind of make fun of myself for a second. I need to somewhat apologize for um, just actions over the course of the show. Um, yes, I do want to get away from the cussing and back to, you know, being and mature situation up here in a family friendly program. That's not why I'm apologizing. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I have missed over the course of doing this in the last, I guess I'm at about eight months now. And I didn't, before I, before I take, before I give you an, a specific example, um, just know that nobody has given me any blowback over this. I was laying in bed after the show last week and I was reflecting and I was like, man, I wonder how many times I've done this. And one of the things that I did was I am making connections in my head and I'm not verbalizing them out loud to you, the audience, right? So it's almost as if an understood assumption to where you, you know where I'm going or what I'm thinking. And that's something I should never do, especially when you're talking about hot button topics like race and all of those other things. And again, I cannot express this enough. Nobody has said a word about this to me. I was laying in bed after the show, reflecting, and I was like, man, you know, I, I just, I, that was poorly done, poorly done. And it got me thinking, like, how many times ha have I must have done this over the course of the last seven, eight months? And so I'm going to give you a specific example of what I said last week and how I just, uh, I, I just didn't do a good job of giving attention to such a, an important topic that it deserved. I said last week, in a very passionate, heated moment, that uh, race, color, heritage, sexual orientation, gender, all of those things, they had absolutely zero value. That was something that I said. And in the grand scheme of things, if we're talking about what really matters on the planet and how we can actually influence and have impressions on people and make a great impact, I was right. I'm right. It exactly has no value, right? It's not going to improve or or uh, you know, lessen your character. None of those things. Not where you grew up, not your skin color, not your family heritage, not your ancestry. Not, none of that stuff makes you a good or bad person. All of that is correct. 
But I sped kind of through the statement of it all has zero value. And I feel like that that deserves a little bit more attention. And I'm using this as a very uh, tangible example because I just did it last week. Like I said, as I was reflecting on it laying in bed, I realized like, I can't imagine how many times I've done something like this. But um, that doesn't mean – so what I really meant to say was not that none of those things have any value at all. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no, there is no value in them. But there's still value in things like that. Like we, you know, we're proud of our heritage at my family. We we enjoy being Cajun, Spanish, and and all that, and, and we take pride in that. And there is value in it to that degree, right? Is it that there's just things like that that I feel like that I failed miserably on, and in great fashion, especially last week and many, many, many times where something when when I say certain things like that, I need to give it more attention and really flesh out what it is that I'm feeling and thinking so that I'm not leaving some open-ended statement like that that can be completely taken out of context and be offensive. Not that I'm worried about offending anybody because I, I don't care about offending people to a degree, you know, outside of the, the realm of I want to have influence and, and be impressionable in the right way. That's the really the only part of offense that I care about. Other than that, I'm not too concerned with it. But when it is things like this that can tap people's nerves, I have a responsibility to do a better job of highlighting and, like I said, fleshing out exactly what those things deserve. And so I apologize for however many times I've done that. And I'm, I'm trying, there's no excuses. I'm trying to get better. I'm still, uh, I, I guess I have an excuse, I have the rookie card still. Again, I, you know, we're not even. I don't know. I started podcasting in April, so April, May, June, July, August, September, October. We're going on the eighth month of podcasting, so I've got a long way to go. I've got a lot to learn. Bear with me. I apologize. I don't mean to be brash or abrasive ever. That's something else that I'm going to work on is really reining in some of the passion that I exude too much of at, at times that 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 really that's what kind of causes me to to drive by some of the things that really deserve more attention than what I'm giving them because I'm just kind of you know assuming I guess subliminally assuming that everybody's making the same connections that I'm making and when I'm talking about race specifically or ancestry I really 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 when I'm hammering down on it hard I'm speaking more to the people that use that stuff specifically to be divisive, to be divisive, right? And again, that needs to be said. That can't just be assumed. Because some of that stuff comes off as real toxic. And I, that's not who I want to be at all. And so um, please understand, you know, give me some, bear with me as we make our way through this process that we're here learning this together. Or really, I learned from you guys you know, a lot, probably way more than uh, than you learned from me. So South Jersey Libertarian, stuff like that is why I know I would never make it on the debate stage. I'm able to think this stuff through and type it out, but thinking it in a live setting, heck no. <laughs> it is tough. It's tough, but uh, I, I need to uh, I need to do a better job. And so I hope, I do not know anyone called the Cajun Diva. I don't. I do hope that, um, I don't hope, I am going to do better at being better. 100%. I have, I have shoved you know so much of my attention and time and energy and my wife and my kids time and energy into doing this because this is kind of the only thing that I have right now to be able to do I still work 50 hours a week full-time job and three kids so you know being a hands-on type activist is is not a possibility for me and me and Spike had this conversation over the weekend I was like I can't wait till I can right I want to be more hands-on the fact of the matter is is that Rent has to be paid. Electricity has to stay on. And um, and as of right now, that requires me to attend the job that I, I do love. You know, I have a very advantageous job. Uh, I'm very autonomous. My boss lives four hours away. We never worked together. I think the last time I saw him was over three months ago. And so all that stuff is fantastic. I have a great job. But I really want to get out of the nine to Well, where I work is seven to six, really. Um, and, and really be more hands-on activism. But as for right now, this is what I can do. And, and as much as I can, I'm going to do 
and be better at this the best that I possibly can. And so I really hope I can lead, you know, not just by example, but I can learn from you and you learn from me. And, and we all just kind of travel this journey together because it is very complicated and it's very, very, very important and crucial in, in today's day and age. So what we're facing right now is pretty unbelievable. So that's really kind of my opening monologue. Take it or leave it. Just a thought. Um, I want to be better and I hope that I can be better. Jason, what's up, my man? Mr. Merck of the Beard of Truth, right there. Yes, indeed. That's what I do. I show up at the shop at 6, doors open at 7, and we close at 6 or 7, sometimes 10. Wow. Yeah, you're working a lot, too. Yeah, I My truck is my office. I usually leave here sometime between 5.30 and 7, depending on what jobs I have to do that day. All right, so tomorrow I get kind of, I get to kind of sleep in because... I have the job is right around the corner and I have to actually go in people's apartments. So I can't show up till nine. Amy says, hi, what's up, Amy? Hi, hi, hi. So yeah, I will do better. I will be better. So bear with me as I go through this and learn through this. I apologize. I don't mean to be brash, abrasive, and damn sure I don't want to have clickbait stuff. That's not what I'm here for. Race is one of those things, race, ancestry, heritage, all those immutable characteristics that you, you know, you don't have any control over. I didn't have, I didn't put in a, a work order, right, <laughs> to be, to be born in Louisiana, to be caged and have, you know, uh, some Spanish ancestry. I didn't put it, that wasn't a choice of mine. That was just, that just happened, right? So the, <clears throat> there's not a whole lot for me to be proud of right there because I didn't, I didn't earn any of that, right? So I, I, I put very little stock in immutable characteristics. I just want to put a lot of stock in character and in mine first. Amy says, not much holding the line. Yes, indeed. Amen. Same here. Same here. My wife, big hearts. Yes, indeed. So um, as we, we get out of there again, I will apologize again one more time. Not that I actually did really anything wrong, and I can't stress enough, hate to beat the dead horse, but nobody has said anything about this. This is something that touched me while I was laying in bed, and I talked to uh, some of my friends, like Jason, um, and talked to him about it, who's a mentor of mine in the podcasting realm, Mr. Merck, Beard of Truth, Muddy Waters Media, talked to Matt Wright, Muddy Waters Media, was telling them what I was going through and dealing with internally by being on this stage. And my passion is fantastic. It's great. I know a lot of people love that. I have got to find a better way to channel that energy because when, 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 it, when I'm like a loose cannon, these are the types of things that happen and then I have to come on here and, and apologize for not being the best that I can be. And so, and I don't mind. I don't, that's not something I'm afraid of. I don't care. I, I will apologize. I'll tell you I'm wrong in a heartbeat all the time. I have no issues with that. But I don't want people to get the wrong impression, you know, and, and lose people off me being reckless, mentally careless and mentally reckless. So thank you for being patient with me. I love y'all. Very much. I say it every episode because I absolutely mean it. Jason, we're all growing. The internals lead to better externals. <laughs> that's facts. And that's what I'm trying to do is work on it right now. I'm trying to work on it every day. My mom, personal growth is never ending. That is a massive fact. Big fact. I can never stop. We can never stop working on each other, on ourselves first, and then helping each other grow. Um, Amy. We went through Louisiana this summer and we really enjoyed it. We were actually surprised. Nice. Yeah. Um, I am somewhat surprised that you went through during the summer and enjoyed it because it was blazing hot. South Jersey Libertarian. I've noticed that people on the left hate it when you literally don't give a rat's bum about race and stuff like that. My stance is if you're cool with people and you're cool with people. Yes. Okay. So most of when I rant about things like race are going to be attacks on you know the left. Because they're the ones that are ultimately, for the most part, driving the division via race and sexuality and things of that nature. Us in the Libertarian Party, we don't buy into that, right? Collectivism is a cancer. We know that. We view people as individuals and we appreciate them on their individual basis from, from er, on every level, regardless of your skin color, your sexuality, 
um, your ancestry, heritage, all of those immutable characteristics that we have very little control over and most of which we have no control over. Um, we view people as individuals and that's what I want to do. And that's why I go so hard on stuff like that is because I absolutely hate how they use these things to divide us. And that's why I get so, so fired up and passionate about it. There is no excuse. I have to do better at I hate to keep using the same adjective, just fleshing it out, just being uh, articulate and, and communicating at great length. I need to do better at reading notes so that I'm not reading them like the first time on air. I take a lot of notes and then a lot of it's, you know, me rushing home. We, we eat, spend time with the kids and I'm burning through notes real quick and I missed half the notes that are on there. And then I'm reading them stuck live on camera and, uh, you know, uh, you're getting the raw emotion in the moment. I'm like, what the, f are you serious? You know, I, I got to do a better job prepping. There's so much that I have to learn. There's so much that I have to, to go through and, and work on and I'm here for it and I'm excited to do it. And I can't wait to keep learning that is an awesome man right there. We had a fantastic time in South Carolina. It was absolutely excellent. We're going to talk about that right now. Uh, we're from the Southwest. We can handle the heat. Okay. Yeah. You ain't a, you're not, uh, you're not too, too foreign to it. Collectivism is literally a cult. I will agree with that. South Jersey Libertarian. I would love to visit Louisiana at some point on an actual vacation. I've been there with Samaritan's Purse for flood cleanup, but never for leisure. Oh, nice. You got to come down during football season and get uh, during a crawfish boil. You know, even if you can't get there to football season, it's uh crawfish boil is the way to go. Got to do that about May. It's about the best time. Amy. Sorry, I'm so chatty, but raw is real. Don't apologize. No, you're not being chatty. That's what the comment section is for. That's why I always go through them. So thank you. Yeah, I'm very, very raw most of the time. And so, um, yeah, I agree. You know, that, that's a fantastic thing to be. I just got to do a better job of channeling my energy in the right places and, and applying them um, evenly, right? And giving every little detail what it deserves so that there's nothing that can be left up to taken out of context. I don't want, you know, a re Republican or Democrat coming across this or just duopoly person, you know, coming across this and be like, oh my God, look at this insensitive douchebag, right? I want to uh, make sure that they, they get the get the whole shebang of what it is that we're trying to do here amy we did a swamp boat tour and it was so oh my god yeah and it was so amazing sorry from i gotta make sure that i also gotta remember that uh something i'm still trying to get used to is that i have a lot of audio listeners that are going to listen to this podcast over the next few days and i gotta make sure that i read everything out i'm very articulate and i finish thoughts and i read your comments correctly and show them on screen so so much so much to learn so um Let's let's get on to besides me apologizing and that lady peeing on somebody on stage. South Carolina. Fantastic. Jason's wife, Kelsey Lyon. Uh, I'm not sure who really was supposed to put this event together, but I'll tell you who made it happen. And that was Kelsey Lyon. Um, she did an absolutely bang up job. I know that there was a lot to do in the last minute. This is the Libertarian Party, South Carolina convention, y'all. Um, and she did absolutely stellar job, not just at the end there. I know that on Friday as we were traveling in there, she was swamped and I don't know if she was picking up the pieces of things that were left off or what, but she slammed it together and it was all but seamlessly perfect. And from my vantage point, from my view, it was seamless and it was very easy going. It was fantastic. And I just got to give a huge shout out to to Kelsey for doing just an amazing job. Amazing job on that convention. Uh, had a good time. Great time with Spike, with Jason, um, with Matt. Obviously, Nellick wasn't there. That's just, that's going to be tough for her. It's in Alaska, you know, it's in Alaska. And so at some point, we will be able to get everybody underneath the same roof, in the same room. Can't wait for that. It's going to be great. Uh, Matt Wright, fantastic. It, it, I learned so much just sitting next to him and watching him set up. I was floored and somewhat disheartened, really. It's how much further him and Jason Lyon 
but they're just so much further in the tech world and doing all of this stuff than I am. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I got time to learn all this. I don't know. And at the same breath, you know, you're, you're feeling so overwhelmingly proud to, to be able to sit beside somebody like Matt Wright, Jason Lyon and Spike Cohen and, and glean from them and learn from them. That's just a once, you know, I would say once in a lifetime opportunity. There's been a few times now, and it's going to be a bunch more times. And I look forward to every single one of them. Um, those guys are just muddied waters is amazing. And I look the same way. I'm super proud to, to work alongside them and to learn from each and every one of them all the time. It's an incredible opportunity that I feel like most people don't get. And I do not undervalue or take for granted not one second of it. If you guys would have seen all the stuff that Matt was doing just to get things moving in the right direction, just for media coverage of the event, it's just super impressive. That guy is super skilled. And then we got to Jason's house. I was watching him do the same thing. And I'm like, my God, you got, uh, I got to level up. I got to level up. Jason says, you got this. Yeah, I'm going to have to get it. Right? Going to have to get it. Look forward to it. Uh, it's just an incredible opportunity. And to hear Spike speak again, which I will tell you was, I want to be, I want to be good here. Spike's speech was fantastic as always. What was somewhat funny, ironic, however you want to look at it, was the very following speech that came from who was described over the weekend in many times as the most electrifying presidential candidate that the Libertarian Party has seen since Bob Barr. So, <laughs> Jason said it, not me. Uh, Joe Jorgensen was there. Yes, she was the presidential candidate. It's just somewhat of a, a drastic contrast between you have a... You had about four to seven minutes. I can't remember exactly because we were we were doing our thing between Spike's end of his speech and the beginning of Joe's speech. I guess the best way I can say it is there's a reason that Spike is the leader of our party and not anyone else. And it was quite evident and on full display on Saturday. So I'm very grateful for the things that were done in the 2020 election. I'm grateful for the strides that were made and those can't be replaced. And we're going to keep moving that forward, but we're going to do that with full understanding that there's really one person in the driver's seat with his entire team and all of y'all. And that's Spike Cohen. There really isn't anybody else, to be honest. And that's not me being biased. Y'all, I'm tough. I've said this before. Yes, we're friends. We talk. That's, Awesome. We had a great time all weekend. I say these things because I believe in him. I don't co-sign people like this. I say them because they're true. Fact is, that dude has got it, and he's got our full support, and he's got some uh, incredible news coming that I can't break yet. <clears throat> he said he's mentioned a little bit of it. Uh, I am not allowed to talk about it just yet. Just understand that what's coming from Spike Cohen and that organization which is about to happen is going to be absolutely phenomenal. So stay tuned because it's going to be able to help you. You're going to be able to help. We're all going to be able to help each other. It's incredible. Brandon, you're an inspiration and light to more than you know. Don't be too hard on yourself. My family and I have been following you for months now. It's refreshing to see here the real coming from you. And we are all growing together. Thanks for all you do. Brandon, man, that's a freaking amazing compliment, dude. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank you all for everything you do. That's an incredible compliment. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm trying, I'm trying to do the best, best, best that I can. Jason, Joe's speech was terrible. He'll say it bluntly, as he just did. <laughs> Amy, haha, <laughs> Bob Barr. Yeah, uh, it wasn't great. Let's just, okay, let me say this. When Spike Cohen gets up to the podium and he walks up there with a cell phone that he barely looks at and gives in a, a very inspiring and energized and electric speech. And then they come on right behind and give a PowerPoint speech over social media following that 
I don't know really exists. And you got a tour bus. I don't know. I, I don't know. And hey, I voted for Dr. Joe. I voted for Spike. She was still the best option. But what I saw was exactly what I've heard over the last six to seven months from inside sources. And it was on full display on Saturday evening. And so all that really needs to be said is going forward, we really know who the leader of this movement is. And I don't think there's any question. I know a lot of people like Dave Smith. I know a lot of people like uh, Justin Amash. I'm not sure where Justin is. You know, he's kind of disappeared. He's got a new baby, so he's got a lot of things on his plate, right? I'm not sure what Dave Smith – I've never actually talked to Dave. I don't know anything about Dave Smith other than he's a Mises guy and a comedian. But I know that there's nobody else in our movement or in our party that's doing what Spike Cohen's doing right now. That's just a hard, cold fact. I don't know a single other person that is traveling to almost every damn convention all over the country and, and going places and doing rallies and getting uh, legislation overturned or put forth. Don't. So fight about it. <laughs> it's just not, it's not happening. He's the guy. South Jersey Libertarian. Last weekend, I had the opportunity to hang out with a bunch of my tech nerd friends from YT in Hartford, Connecticut, in a video game convention. Oh, nice. I need to find a way to hang out with all my Liberty friends somewhere. We can shoot off guns and other stuff. LOL. Oh, ah, man. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. We need to do that. Here he is again. Honestly, I've only been a Libertarian since Gary Johnson. I wish I knew about Ron Paul when I had the opportunity to vote for him. Right? Me too. Yeah, I've, uh, I've only voted for Joe and, and Spike. We, I've, we've been following the Libertarian Party since 2016 when I realized, you know, I was looking at Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and I was like, this is a hard pass on every level. Hard pass. And so uh, we started looking into the LP, but I didn't get involved until um, 2019. So, yeah, Jason, for real. <laughs> Death by PowerPoint. Like, look, you're like, uh, never mind. There's no reason to tear anybody down. There's only reason to lift folks up, and we need to be looking to the people that are energizing real change. And I don't see anybody doing it better than Spike. So that's the last time I'll say it. I was red-pilled not long after 9-11, but I wasn't inspired until Ron Paul. That's awesome, Amy. Yeah, Ron Paul was the second Ron that got us into the libertarian movement. Uh, during the 2016 presidential elections with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and Gary Johnson, right? But uh, I didn't know Gary Johnson at the moment. I, I knew of him from just previous po political experience. But um, we also started watching Parks and Recreations. So the first Libertarian run that I came across was actually... I knew of Ron Paul. I, I just didn't know a lot about him, but Ron Swanson, the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Ron Swanson. And then there was Ron Paul. And then there was diving just headlong into libertarianism because it was the right move. It was the thing to do. I've always known Amash is a Republican, but he seems pretty cool though. Yeah. I mean, he ran as a Republican. I'm not sure why my guess is he ran to win, which is understandable. You know, I get that. But I'm pretty sure he's he's a libertarian in almost all ways. He just, um, my guess and assumption is that he ran as a Republican to win. And he did win. So, the one and only David DeYoung. Yes, sir. Welcome back, my friend. The one and only Ron Swanson, my spirit animal. That is a fact. Amy, but what say about... So but what about South Park? Oh, my God, dude. I've been watching South Park since I was in my 20s. I mean, I've watched it since the very first week. I was watching South Park last night. Love South Park. Yes, that's correct. Jay, uh, Trey Parker and um, – oh, my God. I can't um, – I'm going to gap his name. I can't believe that. Stone. Matt Stone. Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Yeah, they're libertarians, outspoken libertarians. South Park's amazing. If you can get past all the raunchiness, South Park is fantastic. I made a tweet about it uh, yesterday. You go watch the AIDS episode with Magic Johnson. Watch the South Park AIDS episode with Magic Johnson. Very applicable to today. South Jersey Libertarian. I run a group called Ron Swanson's Dark Meme Stash. Reach out to me. Eric Brumhammer. I can get you in. Oh, I, I know both of y'all then. Okay, sweet. Yeah, we'll do. 
<laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. All right, so let's uh, let's get into this, knock out this last little bit, and then we're going to get up out of here. I will have a much more compact and, and, and well-rounded show. Another thing on Wednesday, another thing that I'm trying to do is keep it at 45 minutes to an hour. So I've got, again, I've got to rein in the passion to where I'm not ranting way too much and, and saying things over and over and over again. And so that's just me learning to get prepared better and just learning to be better. So let's talk about this last little bit. And then Wednesday, we'll, I'll have a fully packed show, but we're going to get out of here really soon. So um, I don't know how many of you heard of this. I hope that most of you have heard of it. If you haven't, then this isn't going to do it justice. I'll tell you that right now. You're going to want to go look this up for yourself. This is literally from CNN of all sources. Incredible. Dysfunction inside Kamala Harris's frustrating start as vice president. This is a pretty remarkable article. To I don't know how else to say it by CNN. I mean, there's a lot of... I've heard a lot of uh, pontificators say today that they fully believe that this was like a White House leak. They don't think CNN does anything like this without White House direction. So this very well could come from the Biden administration. But long story short, there is a lot of toxicity within the Biden administration right now, specifically with Kamala Harris and her team. So let's read a little bit about it before we get out of here. Worn out by what they see as entrenched dysfunction and lack of focus. Key West Wing aides have largely thrown up their hands at Vice President Kamala Harris and her staff. Remember, this is CNN saying this. Remarkable. That's how, you know how bad it has to be for them to say anything negative? Remarkable. Literally, largely thrown up their hands at Vice President Kamala Harris and her staff, deciding there simply isn't time to deal with them right now. Wow. Especially not at a moment when President Joe Biden faces quickly multiplying legislative and political concerns. You think? I think he's got some real political. I think the Democrats as a whole got some real political concerns. I think they they played a hand that they thought was a lot more popular with a lot more people. See, this is an issue when all you do is tune in and listen to your activists. Because activists are a smidgen of the people that actually make most of the decisions. So <laughs> they're just so out of touch. And now they've created this absolutely devastating paradox for themselves. How do you back out of it? What are they going to, what is Biden going to do? Come out next week and be like, you know what? That was a mistake to mandate all those vaccines. I probably shouldn't have done that. Let's, let's not do that. That'd be the right thing to do since he already did the bad thing, right? The right thing to do would come out and say, look, we misjudged this. Uh, I think we're, we're, you know, we're doing better. We saw the vaccinations drop, the vaccination rate drop after the after I announced mandates. We've seen a lot of pushback. I don't feel like this is what the American people want. And so I want to do what the American people want. And we're going to, we're going to remove this mandate. That would be the, now, even if you don't like it or if you don't agree with it, that's the politically intelligent thing to do. Right. If you want a shot at 2022, you have to do this with a plethora of other things. Admit that you completely bombed Afghanistan, all puns intended. Uh, that was a just career killer right there. Politicians career killer. What happened with Afghanistan? Admit that you messed it up. Admit that all of this inflation is due to government over the last however many months. And you've only exasperated exasperated the, the situation as of late. You really dumped gas on the fire. We already had it coming down the pipe. And then you, uh, the the energy and oil crisis, you need to own that. There's a lot of things that are resolvable. It's not going to happen. They just don't, they don't do this kind of stuff. And that's a problem. You need to come out and say, hey, I was wrong. That was my bad. I made a bad judgment call. I hear you. And I'm going to fix it. That's the only way that they can come out and save it. Other than that, there is a dumpster fire within the Democrat Party right now as we speak. Alan, if the Ministry of Truth is saying that somebody is being thrown to the dogs, 
Ain't that a fact, Amy? They will throw Biden under the bus and portray themselves as the better solution. More facts. Yes, indeed. So, President Joe Biden faces quickly multiplying legislative and political concerns. The exasperation runs both ways. Interviews with nearly three dozen former and current Harris aides, administration officials, Democratic operatives, donors, and outside advisors who spoke extensively to CNN reveal a complex reality inside the White House. Many in the vice president's circle fume that she's not being adequately prepared or positioned and instead being sidelined. What do you mean adequately prepared? You're the vice president. You have to be prepared. Inauguration. You're a heartbeat away from the presidency. There's no reason for you to get prepared. You don't need training. What do you need? A a human resources seven-point video on how to be the president? You knew that that was a possibility from day one. So there's no preparation for that position. You are elected to be prepared for that position from the jump. So that's stupid from the start. Stupid. How are you not prepared? It's incredible. Stephen, no big deal, my friend. No big deal. Met Stephen over the weekend. Awesome. Him and his his girlfriend. Fantastic. Just a great spirit, man. Loved hanging out with you. Awesome, awesome. Can't wait to do it again. She wanted to be president. Yeah, but she got 0% of the vote because nobody likes her at all. And nobody should because she is just stop shaking. She is horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. There's a reason she has absolutely, basically no support. Polls are terrible. I don't know what was going on with my computer right there. Uh, my MacBook is still new. I know I keep saying it. Oh, by the way, uh, as we wrap this up, the raffle is still going on. We're going to run that raffle until the tickets are out. It's pretty remarkable that uh, you guys actually funded the entire trip to South Carolina, the gas for the people that picked us up, the people that pay for the airlines, all of that. And we only sold like five raffle tickets. Almost all of that came through donations. You know, I think one person bought a bunch of raffle tickets, but don't forget this hat, this shirt, uh, my personal AR magazine signed by me sticker button and a uh, on air if you want, if you don't want to do that, I completely understand that's ain't for everybody. We'll figure something else out, but you know, 15, 30 minutes on air interview live with the Cajun Libertarian. So please go buy some raffle tickets. It's been pinned at the top of my page. The rest of the money is going to go to getting my MacBook out of the shop, which is still there. I I don't know what they're doing, but it's very disheartening because I'm I'm very concerned that they're going to call me when it's ready and that it's going to be so much money. I can't afford it, quite literally. So it, <laughs> I may be stuck with this little tiny thing that won't stop shaking. I wish I could figure out how to get this thing to stop shaking. That'd be fantastic. It's just an itty bitty Acer lap tablet. So, which is also the reason I have a hard time reading the sponsors. Alan always heard they would yank doddering Joe and put Kamala in there. I've been saying that I said that they would yank Joe uh, before 2021 and she would be the president. I don't see that happening because there's never, I don't know that there's been a worse vice presidential polling in the history of the country. She is unanimously, I don't want to say hated, but great disdain by all parties involved for Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, I don't know what she's calling herself these days. She's just a terrible, terrible, terrible politician. She's literally a heartbeat away from the presidency. He was the oldest elected president, South Jersey Libertarian. Exactly. She's literally a heartbeat away. She didn't originally run to be VP. She ran to be Prez. That's exactly right. And she didn't gain a single vote from her own party. She's that bad. She's that bad. I don't know where it went. There was a comment here somewhere about that laugh. Oh, there it is, Alan. That laugh of hers. Oh, my goodness. It's brutal. 
there that some of that though isn't her fault. Like I'll give her a little bit of credit. Like that I can tell that that cackle is at times like a nervous tick. And I have nervous ticks. Everybody has nervous ticks. She's just got one of the worst ones and it's always at the worst time. Oh, my bad. Oh, there we go. It's a ruse. I feel a massive switch upcoming. I would not be surprised at all. I'm so curious to see what actually happened. There's a raffle. Yeah, go to the top of uh, the Cajun Libertarian page. It's pinned to the top or to the top of the uh, Noella Lynn page. It's pinned to the top there. You can uh, either donate or you can get raffle tickets. Hat, shirt, signed, my personal AR magazine, besides the one that is fully loaded right there. Um, sticker button, some other stuff. I'll make sure it's worth your while. I promise you. But uh, I'm going to need y'all's help to get the freaking computer out of the shop. I can just see it now. It's been in there for weeks. It's supposed to be a simple battery change. I don't know what they're doing. But I've got a feeling it's going to come back and be beyond anything I can afford. So, oh yeah, her laugh, the Joker. I think she's worse. She's worse than the Joker. American Horror Story. <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, that's great, Amy. Dean Peterson, good God. Has she beat Dan Quayle to the bottom? I feel like she's past him. Maybe? Maybe not? I really do. I, I feel like... Whew. God forbid Pelosi, right? Now, I think she's about to retire. I've heard some very, very uh, disheartening, or not disheartening, I guess it's good for us, right? Maybe disheartening for her, but I, I've heard that after 2022, she's retiring. I've heard that from a lot of people. I'm not holding my breath, but my God, I wish she would. There's another one, not even Dan Quayle. I don't know, Michelle. <laughs> Uh, Michelle's fantastic as well. She bought a bunch of raffle tickets. Thank you so much. Absolutely incredible. South Jersey Libertarian. But if you don't like her, you're racist and misogynistic. Right. I mean, that's the card that... Okay, I, I want to say this because this is something I've been wanting to find a way to say and haven't been able to say it. So I'll say it like this. You see that line right there? If you don't like her, you're racist and misogynistic. That seems to be the only hand that Democrats have to play these days. Everything is racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic. Please stop it. Do you want more Trump? Because that's how you get more Trump. If you keep doing this, I swear to God, I, I think some of these people, they're just Trump operatives. They want him back in office. What other explanation can, can you have for continuing to play the same stupid card that's lost you all of this now? Look what happened a few weeks ago in Virginia and all across the country. You saw a full repudiation of that narrative. Stop it. We don't need four more years of that chaos. Toxic chaos. Likes policies, doesn't matter. I'm not saying me. I'm saying if you like his policies, irrelevant. If you like him as a president, that's really irrelevant. He's just a toxic chaos, chaotic individual that, that would just. I mean, obviously, I don't want Biden in there. Maybe Spike runs. Maybe we can get him in there. But I don't know who would be worse in 2024, Biden or, or Trump, because that's a nightmare. Cities will burn, y'all. Look, I'm telling you, if, if you're the biggest Trump supporter on the planet, that is not how you want as president in 2024. This country will burn if that dude gets back in office, whether you want it to or not. Whether you believe he's a great president is, is relevant. And if the Democrats keep playing the same stupid hand, that's what's going to happen in 24. That dude's ego is so large, he's not going to have any choice but to run. He's going to know he's got it in the bag because that's how you get more Trump. It's just call everybody racist. And then there will be riots and half the country is going to burn. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I'd like to get some back to some level of normalcy and full liberty. I don't see that happening. It's going to take some time. But the last thing I want is complete and utter destruction and chaos in 24 
worse than what the country is right now. I mean, the last nine, or I guess it's been a year now since Joe Biden took office. has been remarkable. I've never seen anything like it. But I don't want, again, a complete extreme all the way to the other side of the aisle. It's just not going to be good. Ellen. But the left hated Hillary when she ran against Obama. Then they rallied for her when it was, quote unquote, her turn. Yep, exactly. And they'll probably do the same thing with Kamala. Kamala has no chance, though. They're going to have to roll somebody else out. Amy, yeah, but Hillary was establishment. Kamala, not so. Very establishment. She's worse than the Joker. She's a cop. <laughs> She's an AG and one of the worst AGs as well. I heard, oh, there's something else in the article, too, about um, if, if Biden really wants to get rid of her, then he can just appoint her as like a, a Supreme Court nominee for a vacant spot. Oh my God, you couldn't fall, you couldn't fail upwards any any better than than going from the worst vice president ever to a Supreme Court justice. Incredible. Kamala, not establishment. I don't think that she's nowhere near what uh, Hillary was, nowhere near the establishment that Hillary was. Uh, I just think she's so widely, just so much disdain. Yeah, not as deep. She seems expendable. Yeah, she is. Thought she's West Coast established. Yeah, she was a uh, AG for California and a senator. She ain't been around. Plus, her upcoming up through politics is pretty alarming. I had someone call me racist recently, says the South Jersey Libertarian. Said I don't like Muslims. She had no idea what door she opened. I had pictures on my phone from when I took a Muslim... Friend of mine to the gun range for his 21st birthday. That's awesome. Two black dudes, their wives. One wife was Hispanic. That was the least racist outing I can think of. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, do the thing. Yeah, we need we need all colors and all spectrums to be at the gun range and learning how to have trigger discipline, learning how to shoot and arm themselves and protect themselves. All 2A matters. All 2A matters. All right, so let's finish this up real quick. Let's see, let's see, where we leave off at. Many in the vice president's circle fume that she's not being adequately prepared or positioned. She shouldn't be. She should be prepared. And instead of being, instead, she's being sidelined. Well, yeah, because nobody can stand her. I wouldn't want her out there either. She's only making his situation worse. The vice president herself has told several confidants she feels, excuse me, <coughs> <clears throat> she feels constrained in what she's able to do politically, and those around her remain wary of even hinting at future political ambitions with Biden's team highly attuned to signs of disloyalty, particularly from the vice president. There are no future, future political aspirations or ambitions for Kamala Harris. She needs to leave now. Go away. That is the only thing she should do, and she should do that Immediately. James, what's up, man? You back on Facebook or what? The only way out of this is a complete breakdown in chaos. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. Ron Paul said you, can't, said you can't run a country as a business. Trump failed to see the political enemies surrounding him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, he, had, he had a toxic flaw, too, right? A fatal flaw as a, as a politician. He loves people that suck up to him, even if they're a fake, didn't matter. That That's a real problem. And so, again, that's a business business thing. He, terrible, terrible, terrible. That's never going to change. That's why it was always a lie. It was 100% a lie from the beginning when he tried to say that he was going to drain the swamp. That Number one, that's not possible. And, and if you believed that, it's not possible. Number two, if it were possible, which here's the real reason why it isn't, you can't possibly tell who's swamp and who isn't from that perspective. I don't believe he ever thought that was a possibility. I thought that was a really good campaign slogan. And that was it. All he did was hire more swamp creatures. And Fauci is still employed. If he really wanted to drain the swamp, Fauci would have been the first one to go. It's never on the table. Never on the table. 
was never an option. It was never a possibility. It was never something he was actually going to even try to do. It was just a campaign slogan. South Jersey. I remember someone joking that Trump should have nominated Obama as a Supreme Court justice just to see what the left would do. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. She should be proactive. Seriously. James, only the voters can drain the swamp. That's right. Amy, I guess you might be expert on swamp creatures. I am an expert on swamp creature because I am a, a swamp creature. Facts. Big time. Defenders and people who care for Harris are getting frantic. When they're annoyed, some pass around a recent Onion story mocking her lack of more substantive work. One with a headline, White House urges Kamala Harris to set a computer all day in case emails come through. I know that that's the onion and that's satirical, but my God, that's hilarious. Inapplicable. I guess you might be expert on swamp creatures. Yeah, yep, I am one. LOL, James. Harris has defenders? I don't, yeah. Yeah, there's a handful of them. Garbage. Yes, yes, she should do that. She should do that. Sit at the computer and try to field emails. She's perceived to be in such a weak position that top Democrats in and outside of Washington have begun to speculate privately, asking each other why the White House has allowed her to become so hobbled in the public consciousness, at least as they see it. What do you mean allowed? Every time she speaks, did you hear her at the French thing? I don't remember what it was even called. Whatever she was doing there, right? She was in France, and literally she did the Hillary Clinton thing. Well, remember when Hillary Clinton was down south trying to use a fake southern accent because she doesn't have one? She tried to do that in France. It's so cringe. She hobbles herself. The best thing that you could do for Kamala Harris is not let her be seen or heard and stick her behind a computer to field, computer to field emails. That's the best thing you can do for her. Why are you crying about it? She's terrible. An incumbent vice president should be a shoo-in in the next time the party's presidential nomination is open. But guessing who might launch a theoretical primary challenge to Harris has become an ongoing insider parlor game. Again, this is all CNN. Unbelievable. That's real toxic trash going on in the Biden administration. Wide out in the open with Kamala Harris, the VP. Just. Aaron, dirty laundry everywhere. This administration's got to be the most just incompetent and, and destructive, even just to itself, that I've ever seen. It's remark it's impressive how bad they are. Other politicians with their own presidential ambitions have started privately acknowledging that they are trying to figure out how to quietly lay the groundwork to run if and when Harris falters, as they think she might. There is a lot. Look, that CNN article had like 7,000 words or something. There is so much there. Go back. I couldn't possibly extrapolate all the notes from there. Just incredible. Whew. Checking your comments, and then we are getting up out of here. Alan, speaking of, have you ever heard of the Bruley Monster? No. Message me. That sounds fantastic. Or I'll Google it. That's awesome. Sounds very fun. It all goes back to education. Without an informed electorate, electorate, the swamp will never drain. The swamp's not going to drain completely. What we really need to do is focus on the swamp that's in our city council, the swamp that's at our school board, the swamp that's in our mayor's office, you know, governorship. That's the swamp we need to drain. Let's start there in our local elections. Get them clowns out immediately and get liberty-minded people. If you have a liberty-minded person in there just because they support an RRD, great, hallelujah. Help them get staff that are liberty-minded, that have the best interests of the people and not their political party or their political careers. That's what we need, and we need that in our towns, in our home, right here in our backyards. That's how we're going to drain the most important swamp because those are the people that can effectively represent you and stopping the stuff that's coming down. And I highly suggest you leave any of those deep blue states because I don't see anything getting better when it comes to the COVID mandates. Something else we're going to get into on Wednesday. Get That's my big thing, right? The COVID mandates. That's what got me into activism. This is insane what they're doing. 
Nothing short of tyrannical. Nothing I've ever seen like it in my life. James. Oh, I just said that. Amy, it's called leadership. They don't have it. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I mean, what is Joe going to do? I mean, if there is leadership there, it's Barack Obama and Susan Rice. It ain't Joe Biden. He can't even get a paragraph out, and he crapped his pants at the Vatican. And then farted right in front of the Duchess of something or another. She can't stop talking about it. And Snopes fact-checked it. Talked about that last week. Pretty hilarious. How are you going to fact-check a fart? And then you're going to fact-check that fart with, we can neither f- confirm or deny? Well, just leave the fact-check out. You, just, <laughs> you I can't confirm nor deny whether or not dude ripped one in front of the Duchess. Then don't talk about it. Because all you do is you invalidate the already disgustingly garbage nonsense that is fact-checking to begin with. There was no validation there, by the way. I'm just saying. If you thought, if, as a fact-checker, if you are a fact-checker and you think that there's a validity into it, and when you fact-check a fart and you fact-check it with, I can neither confirm nor deny, you're, it's over. It's done. You, but you're already done. For real, think of the public schools. Nobody will give you the information needed to knock them out of power. Absolutely. That's why freedom of school choice is a big deal for me. And I think we need to do better in that department. Fake French accent. Wow. Oh, yeah. Go look it up. It is absolutely. It's not only cringe. Look, I was embarrassed for her. I'm habitually embarrassed for Joe Biden. This was so cringe. I was just like, my God, please stop talking. Apparently, there's video of it, and you can see all the French just in utter disdain and disgust. It's part for the course for her. Definitely the most incompetent admin ever. I'd have to say it has to be. I've never seen anything like this. Although, I, I don't, again, I've said this a lot, and I'm going to keep saying it. We, we can't give all of them the pass on incompetence because a lot of them, most of them, are extraordinarily nefarious, and they're doing a lot of this intentionally. They're just sliding under the radar of incompetence due to Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, really. Think globally, act locally. Absolutely. Right, we have local swamps. Exactly. Those are the ones we need to put our put our energy in. Yes, put forth libertarian, care, libertarian candidates locally. Absolutely. And if you don't know, we won over, we won, I know, at least over 100 elections in Pennsylvania alone. We won many, many, many elections. And we're, that's going to continue in all of the right places. School boards, city council, uh, comptroller, accountant, all of that. That's where we have to put the focus on. Absolutely. I'm seriously considering running for mayor of my town. Do it. Do the thing. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I just Googled the fart thing. First link is a YouTube video from Seth Myers. Second one is Snopes. <laughs> That's funny. I'm so glad you Googled that live on air. That is hilarious. Amy, insert meme. Give me something for the cringe and let me die. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man, the cringe is real. Oh, yeah. So, South Jersey. That's, I've heard it from everywhere, right? It's the same thing with like trying to fact check the fact that he crapped his pants in the Vatican. They did the same fact check. You can't confirm nor deny. So then just leave it alone. Let people choke. So you're just embarrassing yourself when you fact check a fart to begin with. My God. I have cars to fix in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> He's got better things to do than to Google farts. And I'm sure all of you have better things to do than to listen to me talk about farts. But that was hilarious. And I wanted to keep it light tonight anyway. We're going to have a much, very, very packed show on Wednesday night. Same Cajun time, same Cajun channel. I love each and every one of you very, very much. Thank you. I love you. I'm out. 